Jay, I feel like this. Green on go. Green on go. (laughs) Jay, I feel like this is a real high pressure podcast today. We are under pressure. Yeah. (laughs) What a tune. I know, it's good, isn't it? That is good. Until ice. Ice. That image you made. Yeah. Inspired me to um, have a look back at the Queen back catalogue. Really? What's your number three? One, two, three Queen songs. All right. Number one. I like, you know what? I can't put them in order, but I'll give you my top three. Yeah. I like Radio Gaga. Do you? I do. I don't know what it is, mate. Oh. I don't know what it is. Um, I wouldn't say that's an unpopular choice, though. No. Yeah. That's that. You know, a lot of people are going to put that in there. Yeah. It's the typical ones, mate. It's the typical. Uh, you know, the ones that everyone likes. I quite like un- Under Pressure. I yeah. love. Um, he's a much better singer than Bowie, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, oh third spot has to be fought for it's got to be bohemian rhapsody because it's so weird yeah it's hard not to like that one yeah it's so weird the ones that i like i like i want it all yeah i actually really like that one yeah that might be my favorite okay i like it's a kind of magic and i don't really know why it is nice don't stop me now it's very good that shawn of the dead scene with oh. don't stop me now <laughs> with the sneaker cues <laughs> It's like one of my favourite things. Yeah, yeah. In the pub, yeah. Um, but yeah, I like Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, it's really well. good, isn't it? Did you see the film? Yes. I really liked it. Yeah. I really liked it's it. It's really good. And he does such a good job of playing Freddie Mercury. Yeah, he? amazing. Yeah, Rami Malek. Incredible. Beast. Absolute beast. Absolutely incredible. Um, an American guy playing... I mean, his name is not American, is it? But he is from America, I'm assuming. Playing an English guy. A prominent English man. Yeah. Which is happening more and more because Americans can't really do British accents very well. <laughs> do, can they? They dick Van Dyke. You are governor. How you doing, mate? Oh, please, sir. I want some more. That's the uh, American. Or they go like the other way and it becomes so posh. Yeah, yeah. They're like, I'll speak English. I am. No, no, but real Queen's English. Hugh Grant English. <laughs> oh, you know, I'm doing it. Boris Johnson. <laughs> David Cameron. David Cameron, yeah. Do you know what? I've heard David Cameron speak in real life. Right. Like when he's not on mic. Yeah. He's way posher. Is he? way posher in real life almost impossible how can you tone that down he tones it he tones it down a lot believe it or not I'm not a fan of David Cameron because he's so flabby (laughs) you've got an issue with him being flabby but everywhere you're not a Boris guy either though I don't like Boris Johnson because he's a prick (laughs) but David Cameron and he's also like a bit on the heavy side yeah but he doesn't look as flabby as David Cameron (laughs) does it mean you want David Cameron to do some sales like a giant jelly baby just real soft that's been left out in the sun (laughs) Like everything looks wobbly. His chin, his cheeks, his forehead. <laughs> I don't like it, mate. No. I don't like most politicians. No. I think you've got to be a bit of a... They're not your type of people. A crooked person to be a politician. It's got to be power hungry. Yeah. See, it's a bit archaic of me, but I always think, well, they're leaders. Can I follow Rishi Sunak into war? <laughs> <laughs> He's toned. Is he? Yeah. Well, you know how you sound 5'6", so you remove inches from everyone's normal height. Do you know how tall he is? He's probably 5'6", isn't he? He's 5'7". So in your... <laughs> taller than you. He's, he's, <laughs> he's tiny, man. I can't believe Richard's in that's taller than you. But he's not, though, is he? Let's run it through your, through your he's translator. So, he's so... Um, he's so, super slim, though. Right. Yeah. So if I load him up a kit to go to battle, what's he going to do? He's going to fall well, over. He's not going to die of cardio issues. Well, he will. When I load up a backpack on it, that's his <laughs> and weight. he falls over and yeah. gets stuck on his back let's like take, a beetle. Look, let's take the, the 
the last previous uh, leaders in this country. And who would you go to war with? Right, starting for Rishi Sunak. Who would I go to war with? I don't think he can fire a gun. Out of the previous leaders of our country. It's not a good choice. It's not it? a good choice, is it? You're probably going back a bit before you, you know what? really I'm want I'm getting to Margaret Thatcher, mate. Mar Maggie's a beast. I'll go to war with her. <laughs> She's a beast. Like her or not, she is a formidable person. Mate. That's it, isn't it? Yeah. That right. is it. Like we've had, a, we've had a traveler encampments pop up in Milton Keynes and there's been a problem, isn't there? And there's, there's a, a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. And there was one local to us opposite the gym and there was uh, politicians that turned up where they were camped out saying, oh, we're doing something about it. It was like, you gutless bastards. You should have turned up when they were there to see what everyone else had to deal with while they were walking through. But you turn up now, you're typical politicians, you're gutless people. Not following you through, and you know what, mate? They look so soft. Again, three jelly babies turn up. I don't, Boris might have been quite tough. Mm, maybe against no. Chinese kids when he's playing rugby. <laughs> I don't think any of them are tough. I don't <laughs> no. think any of them are tough. They're not tough. So, uh, episode. There's a gap in the market for a tough politician. There was one guy. Uh, I think his name was David Jarvis. Labour. X two para. Was he? Yep. Nice. Yep. I don't know what happened to him. No one likes him. Probably not, mate. <laughs> Probably has some morality. He's like, you, you're game. not, you don't belong here. <laughs> so should we introduce this podcast? Absolutely. Welcome to Better Than Average Podcast, episode 31. I could not remember what episode we were on. Me, that's So a, I'm glad that to, you did I that. I had to look, it's because I did the artwork. <laughs> 31 with me, Jay. As always, Chris. Herc's nowhere. No. Hugs nowhere. Hugs officially sort of handed his notes in, right? Uh, yeah, we didn't sack him. It's just you, you can't sack him if they're not around. Can't sack family. No, you can't sack. This family. is the problem if you've got your own business and you're employing family. We never do that. <laughs> can't sack him, right? Don't employ family. Yeah, you do. Do you? Yeah, you know, you just don't pay him. Oh. <laughs> Get a family member doing the doing the work for you. I know some people that just want to spend all their time together. It doesn't make any sense. No. So they live together, then they want to work alongside each other. But I suppose if you... And then you spend if, trips together. Would you have Sienna as an employee? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Because it's like a mentoring thing as That's well. That's different. Isn't it? But husband and wife, though, I think it's too much. You know, husband if, and wife. You know, if you live together, then you work together, then you share premises together, you holiday together, all your hobbies are together. So get a life. <laughs> so you're not letting Angela, you know, take on the CFO role for um, Circle of Vigor then? Probably not. No. Probably not. Though she is training jujitsu, and she has started doing some of the things, which yeah. is good. That's quite nice. But when everyone wants to do all the time together, it's, I, I question it. It's a bit weird, isn't it? It's very <laughs> incestual, isn't it? <laughs> I do think it must be tough if you're working like business with like your partner. That must be quite tough. Yeah, because the thing is, is you fall out occasionally with the people that you work with. You you won't experience this because you obviously, you know, work by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so it's difficult for you to have a fall out of myself. <laughs> Start like, yeah, doing the split personality thing. Yeah, no, I don't fall out of myself. Uh, and when I work with people, yeah, you fall out of people when you yeah. work with people all the time. Oh, absolutely. You just, you can't agree on the same thing, <laughs> can you? You just, it, it's fine. It's fine not to, to agree on everything. But I guess, um, but you know what it's like? You work in uh, logistics. I do. Right? So I had to work with people in logistics doing lorry driving. And a lot of them were idiots. It's like, you understand what a lorry is, right? 
I don't mind the people um, that struggle. It's just people that, you know, they don't they don't follow direction. No, but no, that that gets me. Yeah. <laughs> so there's loads to talk about this week because me and you, it feels like we haven't caught up for ages. So we haven't actually done a podcast for. Well, we did the one with Haley. It's that two weeks, isn't it? Yes. Yes. And obviously that's a bit of a different dynamic because we've got a guest, yeah. which is nice. Um, but I feel like me and you have not podcasted. We haven't. Probably three weeks. We yeah. haven't because we, we, we record a week early. I've missed it. So today we are, I've missed it too. We're, we're doing the podcast and it's going out straight away. No editing, regardless of what I say. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a glint in your eyes now. Oh. You like the danger, right? I like it because I can give you an updated weather report. It's hot. <laughs> so for the first time, you're going to get a useful weather report. Yeah. Right now it's hot. Put your sun cream on. Yeah. And it's going to be hot later too. Yeah. Get the paddling pool out. If you're going to go to the gym later and train jujitsu, don't wear a rash guard. Don't wear a rash guard to jujitsu. Why do you want to make yourself hotter? As in don't wear it under your gi or don't wear it at all? Don't wear it. ADCC uh, style. Yeah, nothing at all. Don't wear uh, it in your gi. Don't wear it for no gi. Just otherwise you're going to catch some funk. Only <laughs> catch what? Funk. What funk? Funky stuff. What funky stuff? Stuff on your skin. <laughs> you're gonna have. Is that right, Holmes? You to get stuff in your skin. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna end up with infections, skin Why? infections, only staff infections. Only if you've got staff infections. Yeah, but you will catch something. From staff the map. doesn't actually exist in this country. <laughs> You'll catch something on the map for sure. You're 100. percent Nah, I doubt it. You know what I heard is a good way of preventing staph infections? AIDS. Catching AIDS is full immunity. I was going to give you a serious, <laughs> I was going to give you a serious bit of advice that I heard. <laughs> Cheap anti-dandruff shampoo. Really? Yes. Okay. Cheap anti wash with cheap anti-dandruff shampoo. Because of the active ingredient selenium. And it helps prevent skin. Is that right? That's what I'm told. Wow. I is don't know if it's because of selenium. Oh. The only thing I know about selenium is that it kills the aliens on evolution. Do you remember how I know about that ingredient? <laughs> <laughs> I loved that movie when we were younger. It's brilliant. I've seen it it's so many times. It's such a good times. movie. It's, it's so, good. so good. That guy who plays Mulder, that's his best movie. It's one of them. <laughs> I liked him in um, Zoolander as well. <laughs> I don't really remember He Zoolander. was the hand model. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> is, it a, is it a like paramount chamber, isn't it? Because <laughs> he has to protect it. <laughs> I was trying to decide if Evolution was actually a good movie. The other it's day a brilliant movie. Because I was thinking about letting the kids watch it. And I was trying to, it's been a long time since I've seen yeah. it. And I was like, but is it actually good? Or do I just like it because I grew up with it? It's one giant advert for Head and Shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> but, Which is unusual for a uh, sci-fi movie. It, it is. But the best advert you'll ever watch. There's so many good moments in it, though. Like, when he gets that um, alien in his spacesuit. Oh, mate. And it goes, <laughs> it goes under his skin. Yeah. yeah. So good. It's so good. Um, look, Evolution, if you haven't watched it, brilliant. Sean William Scott, David Duchovny, Juliet Moore. I cannot believe. You, you have got a real ability for names. Yeah. Can you remember White Belts? What do you mean? Like, at the club. Yeah, because they mean something Because often, me. often people don't know the names of white belts. I'll name all of them. You ready? James. Oh, this is the challenge now. Dom. Cuzzy. Phil. Moomin. His real name. His name's actually Mo. His name's Moomin. Okay, keep going. 
Because uh, you're starting to sweat now. Sean. You've given it the big one that you're going to remember everyone. Nah, everyone. Sean. Ben. Angela. <laughs> <laughs> Will. Um. Hmm. We got more, haven't we? We have. <laughs> Chiron. <laughs> Martin. Oh, wait, you can't think of any more, can you? Oh, hang on. Ash. Ash. Uh, JC. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, man, there are a few more, I think. Mike. Matt. Mike. Matt. Got Matt the Trent. No, we haven't. Yes, we do. Who's Matt? Maybe doesn't train all the time. Think of the Matt. But I've trained with him. The Matt we train on. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm impressed that you remember the lot of the white belts. There you go. You're a personable guy. You've got a good That's not bad, is it? aptitude for names. That's not, oh, no, I haven't. That's the thing. I don't know how I remember them. <laughs> um, I can't remember. Because there name. are clubs where you've got no chance of them remembering your name till you're a blue belt. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but everyone means something at our academy. You know, just doesn't belt. We don't see color. We don't see color, do we? No, no, because we're not racists. <laughs> I mean, I um, I knee barred Adam Delders yeah last night. Oh, Adam! <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He's I was gi- gentle. It's fine. He's ginger. I was gentle, and I was like, "It's no gi, so belt doesn't count." <laughs> <laughs> and it was right there. I was he's like, "I had to." Quite experienced, Adam. Though he is. Yeah, he's, he's very good. He's got a lot more than. Than what people realise. I caught him with a beautiful judo throw. Oh, nice. Really nice. Did he appreciate it? You know, yeah, because I put him down super gently. Oh, okay. But you know when you just catch a judo, I don't know how much you've experienced this, but judo is like one of those weird sports where you see people do a judo technique and you're like, there's no way that it works like that when someone's resisting. But sometimes it just does. It flows. Like the way that the human body is weighted, like you catch those throws just right, and it's like the movement of like a trebuchet. Do you know what I mean? No, like I know one what you mean. It's like all of a sudden, like the momentum shifts to such an extent that it's quite spectacular I'm to I'm watch. I'm liking it to a, a barbell snatch or an Olympic lift. Once you hit it right and that bar floats through the air like a human. That human floats through the air. Sorry, Herc is doing something. <laughs> He's all right. So yeah, like I and you know I go, uh, I've got I've got like a sleeve grip and I go like a high underhook, and I turn in for like a Teotoshi type throw, and I caught it just right and I get loads of zip on it and he flies over oh, the nice. top. <laughs> oh nice! And I took some of the momentum out as he's yeah. hitting the mat. Yeah, um. <laughs> oh, that is good. <laughs> yeah, it was good. That is good, isn't it? It was good. It was a nice moment. Messed him up, but. You know, just to demonstrate that I'm not always roughing up the white belts, I had a tough week last couple of weeks. I haven't seen you for a while. So um, on, what day was it? Saturday, I trained like three, I had like three matchups with uh, Jack, brown belt Jack. Yeah. And man, it was like doing MMA. He elbowed me right <laughs> in the ear. <laughs> I didn't even know if he knows this. Oh, really? But like he went to go over my head yeah. and c- caught me with Sliced like a it. glancing wow. elbow. And it didn't like cut it. But what happened was it was like really painful. <laughs> and I'm 
trying to just carry on because I hate to like interrupt no, a role oh, when oh, something like yeah. that has happened accidentally because he's the momentum's in his favor. Good etiquette. So it hits me straight in the air. I was like, it's literally like being an MMA match. And it's still bruised. Really? This was like two weeks ago. Damn. <laughs> so that was tough. And Cuzzy, bless him. Cuzzy got to my back this week. Yeah. So um, I can't remember what I'm practicing. I'm practicing something. Anyway, he gets around to my back. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to work some back defense. He crossed his feet, didn't he? No. Oh, he's learned. Okay. But I can feel the excitement of okay. Cuzzy when he's on my back. Like, I- <laughs> I can feel the excitement. Almost feel his heart beating on my back. Yeah. Where he's so excited. And he's got the arm across my neck and I'm holding onto it. Like close. And at this point my defense is basically to hold it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until such time as he gives up. Burns out or gets it on. Yeah, or burns out or gets it on. And I start laughing. And I can't it? remember exactly what I said to him, but he just lost all composure and lost it. Perfect. That's what you do to these <laughs> silly people. So when Johnny was a white belt, he got to my back and uh, I could hear that thing. It was, he was going, <laughs> get super excited. I went, man, you're excited. And he went, oh no. And he just lost everything. <laughs> lost complete control. This is a higher belt trick. Yeah. You've got to get in the head and think it's not going to work. Yeah. It's not yeah. going to work. That laugh. <laughs> that poker face defense. Oh, mate, that's brilliant. Tuzzy's <laughs> coming on, though, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. See, something that's those open mats, I'm telling you. You you turn up to those open mats, you, I think you accelerate quite a bit. Open mats very busy at the moment. You're not coming onto an open mat, you're not going to progress as fast. I tell you who came this week, which was nice. You missed it last night. Hot. Seriously hot training session. Yeah, and what about the temperature? <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, Eddie from Open Corner. Come on, come on Eddie. So I had a nice catch up with Eddie. Nice. What was he wearing? What was he wearing? Yeah, was he was he donning open corner? He wasn't, but he was probably he should have been. Ghost grapple. No, actually, no. You oh. mentioned it. It was very nondescript. Okay, but yeah, Eddie came down from open corner, so that was nice. So I I like had the matchup with Eddie, and I was talking to him about how things are going. Sounds like they're doing some open corner corner seminars at the moment. Nice, which is very cool. Raising very. money for mental health causes. Very good, and. One thing I thought was really interesting that I wanted to talk to you about, I was asking him about how Eddie's getting on with the charity and he's getting loads of interest from like suicide yeah. sort of related charities, loads of interest from the BJJ community. Yeah. Sounds like it's going really, really well. But he had one interaction with a GP that went, he said, really badly. No way. Okay, and I wanted to ask you about this and what okay. your thoughts are. So he's having this phone call with his GP who's... And he's pitching the concept of Open Corner. So for any of our listeners that are not familiar, what Open Corner does is it takes people that are struggling with mental health-related issues and it signposts them to places they can train for free. And I believe he does boxing, MMA, and jiu-jitsu. Okay, I don't know. I thought it was just jiu-jitsu. No, I I think there are other things, but it's mainly jiu-jitsu. And the goal is we then beat you up and we show you what world problems are about. <laughs> I'm joking, of course. So it gives people like a place, right? Yeah. Where they can go and try something yeah. new. And obviously, we, we, anybody that listens to this probably understands the, the benefits of mm. jiu-jitsu, right? So he's having this conversation with this doctor who shoots him down straight away. It's like, I would never send any of my patients into that environment, that kind of dangerous environment. Because he has zero idea what the environment is. He's got his preconceptions. He's never done anything like it before. Probably done kung fu or some shit. <laughs> has no idea 
what our environment is like, has no idea what kind of brotherhood, sisterhood, peoplehood that is offered through Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah. That's my point. He has he's zero clue. Ignorant, probably doesn't ever train, dumb fuck. <laughs> yeah. Nailed, nailed it. <laughs> so this is, my, this is my question. You know, how do you convince someone that's never trained Jiu-Jitsu that it's a safe environment? They have to, they have to come along and see it. They don't but they to, won't if they don't think it's safe. No, but they don't have to participate. But you know what? Come on, I, I will say to them: you don't have to train, but you watch your environment because you're you're pre uh, you're mis you've got a massive misconception here like, of it. You, you, your idea of it is completely wrong. You're guided by ignorance, and that come on, you're an educated person, right? As a GP, you should be educated. So let's bring you into our environment. Just watch and see how it helps people. Because I think if you. And I don't know why the reason is for this, but my perception is if you say to someone judo, they don't necessarily think of it in the same way as a dangerous environment. Is it because in the Olympics it has a bit of um, something about it because of that? I don't know if it's just, yeah, more... Because I bet they wouldn't send them down to boxing. I get the boxing thing. You know, I, I can imagine that a lot of doctors are not going to recommend you go boxing. Let's meet your depression with brain damage. Yeah, I mean, that that's the thing. And boxing clubs have changed a lot over the years, but it's probably fair to say that boxing is kind of a high-risk sport and has been a high-risk sport yeah. <clears throat> more so before. Yeah. Like, it's there. there's so much more awareness now that I imagine if you go into your local boxing gym, it's not the same as it was. No, I very, I very much doubt it. it is the but same. I find it interesting that someone would turn around and be like, straight out this is not a safe environment for someone that has like maybe depression because what is it about jujitsu that would put someone off so much because if you watch a jujitsu match you watch two people double guard pull and butt scoot over yeah. to do a berimbolo it doesn't look inherently dangerous does it? no it doesn't <laughs> so like but you, you imagine watch... you show someone a video be like jujitsu is not really what you imagine it to be but then you could watch Leandro Lowe's like highlights him smashing through people. <laughs> you know, like he, he has a misconception of it, doesn't he? My favorite one is Orlando Sanchez and um, Nicky Rod. Okay, where oh, they well, like <laughs> where they like going at it and they're like trying to snap each other down. Yeah. And the other one is Nicky Rod and Muhammad Ali. Nice. That might be the one where they go into the crowd. <laughs> Rest in peace, Orlando Sanchez. Yeah. Poor bastard. He wasn't that old, was he? No, not old at all. No. But he had a lot going on. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's my my point. And that that's an interesting one. Like, in terms of if I, knowing what we know about jiu-jitsu and obviously trying to advocate for the yeah. sport, I would say what Eddie's trying to do by getting people that maybe don't have an outlet like that into jiu-jitsu clubs seems like such a good idea and it seems like such an obvious thing to offer because we're involved I, in it. I find it amazing that someone would shoot it down just out of hand like that yeah but, but it's ignorance isn't it because gps are not offering great treatment for mental health no like they're really not no like that's an area where you go to see your gp with some sort of mental health related issue they are not well equipped but unless you've got a physical sickness what are gps offering their services for that, that, that's any that's effective it's only really for sickness injuries sporting stuff mental health it's not really great i think they're your gateway to the services that you need but i think services for mental health are particularly difficult aren't they very much so because it's such a broad spectrum isn't it yeah. and you know what again I, I, we don't talk about it very much on here 
I, I don't suffer from any mental health issues. I'm pretty, pretty fortunate with that regard, which is good. Um, but I understand it at least. And I understand, I didn't even think depression was real, mate, until I joined the army and I saw depression. Yeah, and I think for me, like I obviously studied psychology and I understand that there is a chemical imbalance. You know, there's a chemical um, sort of cause of depression. Yeah. You know, but I just find it, I, I found it really interesting that a GP would not see the benefit of something like that. Yeah, but, you know, I bet he doesn't train. I bet he doesn't do any kind of exercise. Or... It didn't sound like he was a guy that did a lot of exercise. No, let's put it, it that way. And he spoke to the, <laughs> the wrong guy completely. You know I mean, if we, I reckon if we spoke to your brother, it'd be a very different story. I think at least. Well, that's interesting because I, yeah, I have had that conversation with Rich. And, um, you know, when Eddie pitched the idea of Open Corner, he said that he thought it was a service that would make sense. And he said that he thought people would use it. Yeah. Um, but he's a you know, relatively young. Um, young guy understands and he's open to new things yeah. in a way that I'm guessing that not all The GPs old dying breeds. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, your old school GP. The old Dr. Patels. <laughs> no comment. Okay, so moving you swiftly on. Okay. So I want to talk about something that me and you know about. And that's Masters Jiu-Jitsu. Oh, yeah, baby. I'm well deep in the Masters. <laughs> You're well deep in the Masters. One the so, last weekend, but I normally am well deep in the Masters. Let me paint a mental picture for you, Jay. Okay? You're getting ready for your Masters 1, Masters Worlds. Pluck Everybody's out. told you it's a chilled environment. Yeah, plucking out my grey hair. You know, it's great. Atmosphere's good. People don't take it seriously as the adult worlds. Yeah, you know it's full of a mixture of you get you get the uh, your professionals and you also get your normal people that do jujitsu. It's like an accessible tournament. You look in your category and you're up against Mighty Mouse. How does that feel? Not great. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I don't know much about Mighty Mouse. Maybe you don't follow um, <laughs> uh, UFC. I'll do a quick. And you don't follow one. I'll do a quick search. I'll do a quick search, and there's an image of him suplexing someone and then catching them in, in the armbar, arm midair. <laughs> um, one of the most titled defenses in the UFC. <laughs> uh, then won it over at one championship, <laughs> and then now has won Master Worlds. Beast Grappler. Yeah, Beast Grappler. And he's a brown belt. He's a brown belt. Good wrestler. Um, That's got to suck. Oh, imagine coming across him. Uh, but that would be equally wicked and also suck. It'd be great to roll with him, wouldn't it? And then you think, well, I'm not going to win now, am I? And you think, oh, I wish I was in a different category. And then you come and go up against people like Josh Hinger. Yeah. JT Torres. Lovato Jr. The Meow Brothers. <laughs> There's so many awesome yeah, people yeah, that yeah. can beat Masters now. Yeah. And, and they all competed at Master Masters, didn't they? Loads of them. Yeah. It was insane. Because a lot of the, um, I think Chewy that does the uh, jiu-jitsu podcast, he does Masters quite regularly yeah. as well, doesn't he? So you've got people like that, that are like, you know, they're not the level of someone like JT Torres, but they're, you know, legit. very, very legit they're in established terms of their jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And I suppose that's the type of person that you sort of expect to come up against. You don't expect to come up against a double ADCC champ. <laughs> no. And I don't know why, but like, I was just, I was kind of blown away when you're like all of these amazing people 
are obviously starting to do the masters. These ridiculous athletes. But there's the thing, you're now fighting a professional fighter, a professional athlete who has had more training under his bonnet than anyone else there probably because of what he's gone through. Insane. So cool. Of course he won. Oh yeah. I mean he might have lost. There's probably someone out there. I'm sure they're a master too. It just blew my mind that he wasn't a he wasn't a black belt. <laughs> I know. You got a stripe though. But how, how is Mighty Mouse not a black belt? I know. Yeah, you got his stripe. I'll tell you who is a black belt. Who? Conor McGregor. Is it? Yep, just got his black belt. Wow. Thirteen years. And what I would say is you don't think of him as being good at jujitsu, but it aside from rear naked chokes you don't see him get submitted a lot do you no uh, he's like got, if um, you took the the rear naked choke submissions out yeah well he's training 10 years like, he's, he's been training a fair amount of time to get his juicy but he's done done a fair bit isn't he it's the last belt to get right around his waist though isn't it yeah he's not gonna get anything else now no probably not it's probably done and the michael chandler fight's not happening probably not either like yeah. i hope i hope things settle because it's a shame the sort of with the recent kind of coverage that he's had, there's not a huge amount of positivity around him, is there? No, it hasn't been the best, has it? No, it but hasn't. Does money change you or does it expose who you are? I, I've been thinking about this a lot and I think the problem is, and the person that always springs to mind for me that has this sort of problem is um, you've worked towards a goal for such a long time. You're showing me the pole track. What's up? I'm just showing you. How's your level there? Have you adjusted it? Nope. I haven't changed it. I think my level's okay. Why? Okay, that's cool. Why? I just thought it was looking a little bit low. <laughs> <laughs> so I always think about Tyson Fury. Yeah. You win the sort of coveted prize that you've had. The biggest thing there is to win. Yep. What happens next? When you've dedicated your whole <laughs> sort of life to achieving a goal, when you achieve that goal and it's not clear what your next goal is, that is problematic for people, yeah. isn't it? Like the human sort of condition being what it is, when you lose that target that you strive for, you lose a lot of momentum, I imagine. Yeah, that's why a lot of them go into coaching. They get their protégés, they get pe they build people up to where they were. But not everybody that's sort of capable and a very strong no, kind of competitor is a good coach. No, that's right. Um, and that's why I guess Tyson Fury is now fighting Francis Ngannou. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. an exhibition. What are the rules with that? But just boxing. It's just standard boxing Standard rules. 14 yeah. or ounce gloves or whatever. Yeah, standard 16. boxing. What, what, I don't even know what size the gloves are for. Boxing. I don't even know, mate. I don't think they're 16, are they? I think 16 is mainly for training. Is it? Is it 12 or 14 ounce gloves? Who knows, mate? Boxing's boring. <laughs> <laughs> I like boxing, yeah, but I'm not interested in that much. No, I'm not. No, I'm not interested in it. I at think all. it's. I think it's one. I just think it's too one-sided. It is. Tyson Fury's definitely going to win. Francis right. Ngannou. What chances he got? I tell you what. I did find. Uh, I do find super interesting. Speaking of masters competitors, Lovato Junior versus Pedro Mourinho. Yeah. So this has been an interesting one because Lovato obviously had to retire from MMA. Yeah, he had a brain condition. I don't know what it was, but he gave up his Bellator title and he came back as well. Yeah, too dangerous for him to compete now. Yeah. But he's still a beast. He's insane. He looks so weathered. <laughs> he, he looks so good at ADCC. 
Because I was like, oh, you know, this will be a bit of a shame in that we're going to really see the decline yeah. of Lovato now. And then in ADCC, I was like, man, he looks good. <laughs> the only thing that's declining is the elasticity in his face. He looks like a sharp A. <laughs> but everything else is good. He's so good. Yeah, he's, he's so good still. So that is a really interesting match with uh, Pedro Marino because yeah. Marino is obviously, you know, got the athleticism advantage and is an amazing competitor. Yeah. But I think that could be an interesting match. It's going to be good, isn't it? It's be right. good to see. I'm quite excited about that one. So 1st of October, who's number one? It's hard to find these fights, isn't it? We had to find when it was. It's because you don't have flow grappling. Oh, I'm never getting flow grappling. I'm thinking about getting it. Not until they sort their shit out. <laughs> one is a terrible interface. The interface is really annoying. And it's one of the most expensive streaming services you but can But I feel like there's more value in flow now than there has been for a long time in terms of I'm seeing a lot of matches that I want to watch are on flow. Yeah. You know, a lot of what Merigali's doing I'd like to watch and it's on flow. A lot of the who's number ones I think are doing really well in terms of their, their interesting matchups. Yeah, well, good luck finding those matchups, mate. <laughs> on flow grappling. <laughs> I like to think it's getting better, but who knows? Oh, I do it, it's not. But have you seen the comments recently? Whenever Flo posts something, all the comments like, I can't find that fucking fight. You showed me a fight from four years ago. <laughs> it's just, it's hard. It's hard to use. Sort it out. There are people out there that have done it. So you're just going to stick with the MMA? Um, unless I can see highlights or YouTube, <laughs> then yeah, I would just be sticking with MMA. Another thing I don't pay for, but I use someone else's account. You're so distracted today. Now you're looking at your Garmin watch. Oh, I just had a buzz. The buzz? The buzz. The buzz. That had a message come through. It means nothing. Yes. <laughs> You've got to live in the moment, Jay. I know. Speaking of living in the moment, I've gone back. I've backstepped with my uh, Instagram. Oh, yeah. You so, know your target is to get me more on Instagram. So Yeah. So, yeah. So, my target, I need to get you a personal profile to assist with the better than average direction. profile. <laughs> so, what you did... On your phone, that's fucked up anyway, which you haven't placed yet. <laughs> Still have not fixed it. Delete Instagram. So what's going on? I sent you a link the other day. Got I've deleted Instagram. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake! You can't delete Instagram off your phone if you are now a content creator. I've and deleted podcaster. it, mate. I've deleted it. Ridiculous. Because I have quite a busy and sometimes high pressure day job. See, I wouldn't know and that with Instagram, all the you do. <laughs> Instagram is such a distraction. <laughs> I was like, I've got to delete it off my phone. I, I still have access to the Instagram on my tablet. Yeah. But I don't take my tablet to work. So I was like, at work, I'm not going to check my Instagram. God damn. What about all the messages you reply to? I can when I get home. But I allow you to reply to like every... I, I, I notice you have picked up the slack though. Oh, <laughs> I don't want to, mate. <laughs> all the communication with Chris Ramsey. <laughs> he next to never messages. Sir Chris Ramsey. Sir, we'll get annoyed if he steps up and fights someone legit and beats him. <laughs> what if he fought Martin Zuckerberg? You reckon he'd get? Oh, maybe, him? mate. Maybe I reckon he would if he As did America that for charity. Versus England, mate. If he did that for charity, yeah. I reckon. It, I reckon on. you're right. Come on, Sir Chris Ramsey. Do you want that sword on your shoulder? Bye. King Charles, I reckon, would be a fan of watching that. He would, mate. He'd get I his he massive sausage fingers right <laughs> around Turn the that. remote. <laughs> Do you reckon he handles the remote himself? He can't. So someone asked me this question the other day. Does the king make his own tea? Almost certainly not. Almost certainly not, but why not? Because he, because he doesn't have to. Yes, but...
But if you were the king, mm. let's say I'll put you in a mindset now, Jay. Yep. Okay, you're the king. Yeah. Okay. Most important person in the country. And you have, you know, people on your beck and call. Yeah. Mm. You wake up in the morning. Maybe you still get up at six in the morning. You fancy a coffee. Do you want to ring for someone to give you a coffee? Or would you prefer just to make it? Okay, so I need to, it's going to be a bit of a, I've got to be careful what I say here. There's a bit of a difference between King Charles and his attitude and mine. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe there isn't. There is a big difference. So I've met him. <laughs> Oh, you've met King Charles? He was the commander-in-chief. You're quite a famous dude, aren't you? Not really. Jay, Jay Swanson knows a lot of people. <laughs> Not really. He doesn't know me. He was the commander-in-chief of the Parachute Regiment. Yes. Have you watched The Crown? Yes. Did you see the season? Obviously, you did. And for those of you that watched it, spoiler alert, his dad sent him to Prince... Philip sent him to his old school. Yeah, and which didn't to, look a lot of fun. No, you have to. It's almost like a military school. Where yeah. You have to complete an assessment where it's outdoors, navigation, running, and King Charles at the time fucked it up, didn't he? He failed. He was the only person that didn't come through that door at the end because he couldn't hack it. How did he get that maroon berry on his head in the parachute regiment? He was given it for his status he didn't want to earn it he was given it so this bugs you right massively massively you don't wear something you haven't earned you earn the right to wear that I've never seen him wear it but I'm guessing he has he did wear it I'm going to pull up a picture <laughs> that's fine and I may have a picture of me with him I believe you yeah um, and it really annoys me but you have to do that do you know what's going to annoy me Jay if you can't find this picture of you and Prince Charles, when you were able to find a picture of a guy peeing in Euston Station, literally live on the podcast. Well, it's not on my phone. That's the thing. The picture is not on my phone. I think you got your priorities wrong. But that's him and his, his cherry berry. So has he, done, has he done like static line jumps and stuff? Yes. So he's done a bit. No, but this is another issue. But you, you can, don't own your barrier you by doing jumps. You only do static line jumps after you've completed P Company for the parachute regiment or the All Arms Commando course. Yeah, because I suppose the actual static line jump is not a big deal. No, that's nothing. Yeah. You have to do those two things first. So anyway, back to your question. What about my own tea? Fuck yes. Do you know why? Because I've got guts, mate. You need guts to make tea. I think I would have someone bring me a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay, now no, hear me out. Okay. So I would love it if someone had that coffee ready for me. So I can drink it in bed when I wake up. Right. Read the newspaper, watch the news, do whatever, do my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> but like first thing, if someone brought that in, coffee, you know, maybe a little bit of breakfast, uh, that'd be great. But come the afternoon, I don't want to be asking someone for a coffee. I just want to make it. Okay. Like I want my independent, I want my space. Who would you rather follow though? I don't want to be surrounded by staff all the time. No. So I think you would end up making your own stuff. If you want some toast, do you really want to call them? Be like, ask your butler, can you go and get me some toast? I wouldn't ask anyone for anything. I'd rather make my own coffee and make everything. No, I'd ask them for all sorts of stuff. It's just the stuff mate, that was easy. I'd do it myself. King Leonidas, mate. I'd have a. I'd have a chef. That's you, the king. You to like kicking, Leonidas? King Leonidas, mate. Yeah, but he didn't do his own cooking. 
Uh, right, maybe not. However, it's like thousands of years <laughs> Someone's ago. Someone's probably making his coffee. But one of him. the very few, what, was he the only Spartan king that actually got to go into battle because he wasn't meant to be king, was he? I don't know. Is that a real thing? Yeah, he wasn't meant to be king. He. This is his, something you know about. Are you his, learning this from the movie 300? No, no, that wasn't in the movie 300. Yeah. Someone that's really up on this knowledge is Felix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was his brother, his elder brother that was king. So Leonidas went through the training to become a Spartan. But obviously when his brother died, he was he next in line king. for the throne. A king that can fight. God damn, mate. That's what I'm talking about, mate. These politicians have no idea, do they, mate? These kings, <laughs> they don't go into battle. Henry VIII used to go into battle, didn't he, mate? So Henry, jacked had to be winched onto a horse. Henry VIII was an imposing figure, actually. Took a joust to the head a few times. Because when I did a job at Windsor Castle... They've got a suit of armor there. And I was looking at it and all of these suits of armors, I'm thinking, I can take these guys. Yeah. Because they're all small. Right? Yeah. You're thinking, there's no way I'm fitting in any of these bits of suits and armor. Anyway, I walked past this showcase and it's got this bit of armor in it. And I was like, whoever wore that was clearly a bit of a beast. Yep. Henry VIII. Yep. He's big. He was a big guy. He was big. For the time, he's gigantic. Yep. And he used to go into battle, mate. And he the shape of the armor gives that look of someone when you look at someone and you're like they're not just like big as in maybe they're just tall like that is all around quite a big human being eddie hall armor yeah that's exactly what he reminds me of eddie hall yeah yeah well you're like that is a robust human human all round (laughs) got a trunk for days yeah yeah so like he he was uh he was an impressive guy so, you know, God save the king and all that, but for sure, hit the gym, mate. <laughs> what, get the king in the gym? Yeah, I bet his grip's good. I, I should imagine they do go to the gym. Yeah. Well, they've probably got their own little gym or something. They'll probably do some working out, right? Well, have they got a gym in the palace? Like, I can imagine that, you know, Prince William probably want to go to the gym every now and then. No? I don't think so. Don't think so? I'm sure he stays fit. They did healthy. some service, though, didn't they? Sorry? They did some service. They mm-hmm. served. Yeah. So I, I, you know. I want to see him at a local CrossFit box. <laughs> that little bird's nest head bouncing up and down. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a fan of Meghan and Harry or not? Yeah. yeah. I'm sort of indifferent. Uh, I, I, that's why I'm like, yeah, I'm not against them. I'm not against any of them. They're just... I'm not against them. I'm I like having a royal family, I'm not mate. that first. I like having a... a King and Queen consort. I like. I like it. It's cool. <laughs> it's a decent tradition. It's great. But um, I think there's something cool about the tradition of it. Yeah. Like when I went to London recently with the kids, I was like, I want like the kids to see the horse guards. Yeah. Because it's cool. Like yeah. I think that's one of the things that we do that is quite. Yeah, and it's steeped like, in discipline and you know prestige. But that's I was nice. looking at these horse guards, being like, these guys are a bit of a waste of time, though, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem. Isn't it, I was like cruising around on the horses. Oh, what are you going to do, man? <laughs> what are you going to do? With their like ridiculous boots. Those huge boots that they wear. Said, man, the whole world's just a little bit weaker, isn't it, mate? In today's day and age. Well, no, I get I get the horse guards in times of old. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, cavalry charges are a legitimate technique. What are they doing now? But what are the horse guards doing now? There's a lot of things that we don't do now. But mounted police officers are still an important thing. Yeah. Like, have you ever seen a mounted police officer charge? Yeah, it's it's imposing. It's very yeah. imposing. Well, they're used for yeah. riots. 
like football riots. Yeah, when um, when AFC Wimbledon came to MK Dons. So anybody that doesn't know the history of MK Dons, you can be forgiven because no one supports MK Dons. But they came from Wimbledon. So AFC Wimbledon was basically going out of business. They got bought and moved to Milton Keynes. So after a period of time, AFC Wimbledon became a club again. So there is this massive animosity between AFC Wimbledon fans where their club disappeared and then reformed and MK Dons. Anyway, it's kicking off outside the stadium and I'm finishing work. And as I'm finishing work, there are these fans that are doing the football hooligan thing yep. where they're not actually trying to get to each other, right? Like they're not actually trying they're to get peacocking. to each other. Yeah, they're doing that thing where there's dogs like barking either side yeah. of a fence, but the gate's open. <laughs> like that's what they're like. Yeah. But anyway, the horse, the mounted police officers there and these police officers basically charge the horse between the two groups. Wow. And I was like, terrifying that is terrifying yeah that is terrifying like there's and no way you don't want to fuck with a horse mate like there's no way you're getting in the way horses are dangerous mate yeah I, i'm scared of horses you're scared of horses yeah i, I can't trust horses <laughs> you said this before you don't trust horses. do you trust that you can't read a horse can you <laughs> yeah i think you can this, this is a horse mate <laughs> so, so you've got an issue with the horse's eyes but it's like robocop there's like zero emotion when you do that with your eyes jay yeah. possibly because you don't moisturize it, it makes you look like one of the people from a hellraiser <laughs> <laughs> you know like the hellraiser movie yeah. where they've got like weird things going on with them i thought you might say clockwork orange please i haven't seen clockwork orange. please <laughs> when I, he, he reprograms the guy he's a thug and like, is that what he does they just make him watch this this mad stuff so they pin the eyes open they pin the eyes open and just, just is it a good movie or not i liked it yeah but you like weird stuff right yeah maybe like, I don't know as me and you have necessarily got the exact same taste in movies. Yeah, I do like I mean, I spent last night watching Pitch Perfect and that's not your movie at all. I spent it? last night watching Top Boy. Top Boy? Yeah. I saw this popped up on my Netflix, yeah. but I didn't bother. I'm re-watching it from the beginning to watch the new season. This is about drugs, right? Yeah, drugs in, in London. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah, see, I went light-hearted. You know. it's quite light <laughs> this stuff's quite light to clarify I wasn't watching it on my own me and Lou watched it mm. uh, but it might have been my idea <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should try it mate I'm never watching that we should do this thing for the podcast right you pick something I'll pick something give it a week we'll feed I've got a better idea <laughs> I pick something and that's it <laughs> <laughs> what have you got against Pitch Perfect I just will never watch it Sienna's probably the right age for it now Maybe. I'd rather have watched that. She's watched 300. <laughs> <laughs> Sienna seems a little young for 300. She watched it when she was like four. Jay, I don't think that's good parenting. <laughs> She's fine though, isn't she, mate? I mean, 300? I'm exposing her to the world. There's so much violence. The it. violence is fine. I skip There's the also a rape scene. Though. Yeah, I skip those. Yeah. But the violence is You fine. skip, yeah. So that's your line. You don't mind the violence? Yeah, but sexual... But anything that's good, yeah. sexual, you would yeah. skip it. Yeah. But the violence is what makes you watch the UFC. Because I've got a question for you, and this seems irrelevant, but that I was genuinely going to ask you. We started watching uh, Harry Potter. Yeah. You know, me and Lou are of the age where Harry Potter was big as we come up, so yeah. we were fans. Um, and we wanted to introduce the kids. Now, Oscar will be turning six yeah. soon. 
And Phoebe has just gone into uh, year one, so she's, uh, no, telling a lie. Yeah, she's seven. Year three. Year three. So. Who's the teacher? I was trying to, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, damn, I want to know. Not live on the pod. Okay, you tell me later. (laughs) So, anyway, she's gone into year three. So we were like, do we let them watch Harry Potter now? So we let them watch one and two. Very light. Oscar found two a bit scary. Okay, which part? Well, it's just the whole Chamber of Secrets and the the voices and the, you know, the basilisk. Less when the basilisk is like a known thing, but but more the... Petrifying people. Yeah, it's petrifying people. And actually, in hindsight, that does get quite scary, right? For kids, it's all very ominous. And it's the ominous tones and stuff like that. So we... And that one, he started to find it a little bit scary. And we watched it all the way to the end. Yep. And by watching it all the way to the end, that alleviated the scariness of it, right? Because the actual basilisk is just Isn't a just, yeah. But we were trying to decide if we let them watch the rest of the Harry Potters. Yes. Well, I then watched back episode um, number three. Prisoner of Az- is that the Prisoner of Azkaban? Prisoner of Azkaban was the Dementors. Yes. I was like, it's too scary for him. You think so? Yeah. I didn't let him watch it, mate. The Dementors are scary. They're fine. Are they? Yeah. Sienna so, didn't find them scary? Not really. So Sienna's kind of like me. Sienna's tough. So I watched, she's been watching since she was like five. So she, yeah. she in reception, she had watched them all. Um, I think she doesn't find In reception, them. she'd watched them all? Yeah. Every single Harry Potter? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, she'd watched them all. By, because we went to then. then we Do you, to, are you and Angela on the same page with that? Mm, she, all right, I don't think she likes 300 very much. <laughs> Do you get yourself into trouble? Sometimes. My dad used to get into trouble. So, yeah, she doesn't like me showing her some things. But it's fine. Um, Harry Potter, she was all right with. <laughs> we used to quite like it when my mum was away or whatever, like out in the evening. And I obviously had three brothers. So my dad would every now and then do this thing, blokes night, right? Yeah. We'd choose a movie, get dominoes, watch a movie. Yep. And we used to like it when mum wasn't there to like... Police. Police the movies. Because you get to watch things like Alien. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, mate. Oh. But he'd always say, don't tell your mother. <laughs> so maybe you could show him. And if he doesn't like it, you can say, look, it gets better, it's fine. He learns how to deal with them. I think you're the wrong person to ask. I don't know about that, mate. I think it's fine. <laughs> well, you let Sienna watch 300. I think me and you are not on the same scale. <laughs> I need to ask someone who's more of the... Now, I would say to watch 312? Maybe? Four? <laughs> um, what's... Uh, how old is Oscar? Oscar's five. Nearly six. Perfect, mate. For 300? No, for Harry Potter. <laughs> for Harry Potter one and two. And the rest? I don't know. I think the Dementors are scary, man. There's the bit where, you know, and I made a reel about it recently with the reaction suck, to the Dementors, the right? <laughs> Sucking the happiness out of you. And the bit on the train where all the Dementors come and it gets really dark yeah. and their claw hand comes yeah. round, the ha- round the door. Yeah. I was like, that is creepy. But then he, you know, he learns. What's the, what's the spell he learns? Expecto Patronum. Oh, see, then he learns that. It's all good. Yeah, but so you're the teaching Dementors Oscar. are kind you of scary. Yeah. I do, I do try and say to the kids, like, you know, you know you've got to be tough. And you can say, look, Oscar, it's just a metaphor for life. The mentors are like stupid people. They suck the happiness out of you. <laughs> and you've got to learn how to deal with them. 
So you've tried to cast a few Patronuses in your on lifetime. People, just <laughs> <laughs> but like this person's a bit negative. <laughs> yeah, these negatrons. Suck. Have you ever, but ever, you know, hit someone with a killing curse? <laughs> Maybe. You so you've been saying to him like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I just watch, I'm all over. <laughs> um, they do get darker, though, don't they? They get very dark, especially towards the end. Like, yeah, always at the goblet of fire. That's quite. dark. I think it's too dark for the kids. I think just let them decide. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. Because I've got to deal with the consequences. It's twelve A, mate. It's fine. Sienna ever have like night terrors? Not over this. <laughs> 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 There's a story here. Not over You this. caused the night terror incident, right? No, she caused the night terror incident. She so tell me something. what happened. She found something called the Toy Master. Have you heard of this? No. No. And she started getting freaked out by it. Started getting freaked out by something called the Toy Master. So I was like, is it like... How did she find it? On YouTube Kids or something. That's oh. supposed to be a fun thing. Right. But she and found I, it scary. Yeah. And I was so like, this caused her to have nightmares or not? Not really. I it just... She she was scared uh, okay. of certain things. So like, I think, tell me I think, how I think this that she was scared of the dark at some point. Okay. I was like, is it like Slender Man? Have you seen Slender Man? I, I think I have, yeah. I mean, if I show you Slender Man. It's creepy, yeah. So I think she was in like, I don't know, she's fine now. So no, tell me, don't, don't gloss over it. You tell me what happens. So you asked her, is it like Slender Man? This is ages ago. So this is, this is, Again, I think she was four or five. Are you still in trouble? Did did uh, Angela tell you off about this? Yeah, she loves it, mate. Tiana's tough now. <laughs> yeah, that's creepy. Is mate. it freaky? I was like, a toy, toy master? Is that like Slender Man? And the thing is, what I keep saying to her is, there's no such thing as these things. So you showed her a picture? Yeah. Like or did you show her Slender Man the movie? No, I didn't show her the movie. <laughs> I didn't show her the movie. I never showed her the picture. You showed her the picture? Of Slender Man. Yeah. I can see how you might think that was a good idea. Yeah. It's like, like, no, it doesn't exist. It's like, Sienna, guess what? Monsters don't exist. Ghosts don't exist. Things can't kill you in the sleep for no reason. The incidence of someone getting murdered by a ghost is zero. It's never happened. I don't know, mate. So, Amateurville horror. So, so, <laughs> I've seen Amateurville so, so, horror. Angela doesn't like it. We're in bed. Right, <laughs> if there's any spirits in here, bad spirits, just murder me. Just smother my face with a pillow you and say kill that? me tonight. Yeah. Oh, see, I wouldn't say that. Bring it on. Because I think I'm secretly a little superstitious. Maybe it's my carny roots. <laughs> <laughs> but I will, I, you know, I don't open my mind to these things too much. No, I do. I, but I me. always say to Oscar, we're not afraid of monsters. No. Like, I always say that. Yeah, Ouija boards, bring he it said, on. I say, I'm not afraid of monsters. I was like, no monsters going to come in here. Then he just did I'm it. Like, I'm too tough. That, exactly. Because the thing is, is, I don't like to say to the kids, monsters don't exist, because monsters, unfortunately, do exist. They're just not in the form that you Of imagine, a monster, right? yeah. So my thing with the kids is always like, you know, we're not afraid of monsters. Like, we have to be tough. Yeah. Yeah. So show them the Dementors. Show them how you Patronus them. <laughs> I think they're... I think Ridiculous. For, for Oscar, he's still, like, I think it's too scary for him. I think he's fine. Because once they've seen it, they can't unsee it. That's true. And the thing that worries me <laughs> with kids, and as a parent, you're constantly worried about doing the wrong thing, aren't you? Like, there are so many stimulus that are available to them now from, like, TV yeah. that are just not natural for kids to see at that age. Mm. Like, it's not natural for them to see the things that they see on TV. Well, they have access to the world now on their phone, don't they? On their yeah. devices. You can look at anything. 
um, and think some things are quite dark. There was a there's a time where Sienna was obsessed with blood. I don't know what it was. Yeah. Obsessed with seeing blood. And I think it was from the UFC. You know, when they get opened up with elbows. You watched the UFC with her? Yeah. See, I that when is she was about two or three. One. When she was two or three. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good idea. Expose it to the world. But Sienna's as well, just a kid. Well, you know what? I think it's okay to expose it to reality, which is why things like uh, fantasy are... But if are, a kid walked thing. around with no no TV or anything like that, mm. no access to the internet, yeah. they're not going to see the level of violence that you see on the UFC regular. No. Like, you probably go your whole life and not see that kind of fight. Yeah. Because most fights that you would come across in the street are tend to be like one-sided, right? Yeah. So they don't tend to be like that. You don't see often the fights like you would see them in the UFC. No. But uh, you're tired today, Gary. Yeah, I am quite tired. You're stretching actually. like anything. I know it's weird, isn't it? Oh, I, feel, I feel my neck's a little tired. What's going on with you? A little tired. Just a lot going on. Just a lot happening. Competing at the weekend as well. Uh, this weekend you just competed right? just competed the weekend well, it wasn't too bad it wasn't too strenuous I'm going to be honest with you Jay I haven't seen your video yet oh, okay that's fine how did it go it was tough <laughs> it was great t- content for the podcast Jay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to talk about it it was tough although I competed with the adults which is fine that physicality wasn't a problem you, so bring it skill was though <laughs> the skill was skill was not you for got the first. stuck in a worm guard yeah not, yeah. the first right, guard was I'm fine gonna, I'm going to lead you now because I can tell that you're closing up on me <laughs> <laughs> you got stuck in a worm guard and you didn't yeah. know how to get out that was exactly yeah it was just a nightmare mate and this kid was good yeah. you know he, he knew what he wanted to do he kept wrapping me up he goes I watched your first fight you're like a half guard so I thought I'll kill that <laughs> he was just good at what he did yeah, and then yeah. he kept engaging in it and every time how thought, old was he uh, 24, 25 yeah um, and every time I got out, I re-engaged in the wrong way. Um, so there's a lot of lessons to be learned. But you can't finish me though. That was good. I, I was I was happy with lasting. It was six minute rounds as well. I can imagine him coming off the mat, 24 years old, purple belt, been training probably since he was like 18. Maybe. maybe. Yeah, probably 18. Yeah, probably, six yeah. years is probably. Oh, no, he started when he was a kid. Oh, did he? Yeah, he started. So when he's been he was training kid. quite a long time. Yeah, a long time. Yeah, I don't maybe know how longer long. than you. No, definitely longer than me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, I can imagine coming off the map being like, "Fuck that old boy was tough." Yeah. Well, because at twenty four, someone in their thirties seems so old, doesn't yeah, they? I'm, well, I'm nearly thirty nine, right? <laughs> so I come off, but he was like, "Man, my grips are burnt out." So I was like, "Well, I feel great. I just got beat horrendously." But Jay, the doorbell it's again, not, not me, mate. Is it? <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not for me, is it? What is wrong with your house? We didn't have this issue when we went to see Haley at Total Grappling. What really made me laugh when we went to see Haley at Total Grappling is we had the conversation with the guy that's looking after the club and diligently he is looking to hoover the mats. Now, testament to their club, I would say it was very, very tidy in there already. And he says, oh, yeah, you, I mean, it's great that you guys are here to do the podcast. The only thing I'm worried about is I normally hoover the mats now. And I'm worried that might be an interruption to the podcast. You're not going to And leave. I'm thinking about the fact that we come to Jay's and every time we do a podcast, your, your doorbell goes. No, you're not going to believe what this is. What? It's not even a delivery. What is it? There's a tradesman next door working. Yes. He saw Herc earlier on. Yeah. He, he loves Rottweilers. Oh, really? He just said, can I take a picture of your dog? <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. That's dodgy. And he's what an did old, you say? I said, 
Can we do it later? I'm just recording something. But what if he steals your dog? Does this happen to Brotherlands? See, I think this is growing up in a household with a policeman. Steals my dog. But my instant... I don't know if this is a problem. Who's stealing I Hercules? I don't, I, this is the problem that I have, maybe. <laughs> my faith in humanity. Yeah. Someone said to me, can I take a picture of your dog? I would be like, he wants to take a picture so that he can steal it. That's so funny, mate. Why does my mind go to these? That's dark weird, places? isn't it? See, see, I've I've got all these dark things I show everyone. I'm so light hearted. <laughs> I'm like, how long are you here for? Another three hours? Absolutely, man. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm like, you want to steal my dog? It's like someone comes and asks me for directions or something. My instinct is like, cover your wallet, hold your phone, my pockets. <laughs> That's so funny, mate. Do you know what I mean? That's hilarious. What were we talking about before? Uh, old boy knocked on the door. Was he old? Yeah, he's quite old. Classic dog stealer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did he look like the he, child he, snatcher he, he, from he loved, uh, Mary Poppins? He just loves Rottweilers. Confession, never seen Mary Poppins. Um, have you not? I've watched it. No. I it's, like Mary Poppins. I know of the child snatcher, though. That's this Chichi Bang yeah. They are one in the same as far as I'm concerned. Uh, they're so different. Are they? They're completely different, mate. I sort of think of them as the same movie. Ah, mate. I haven't no, seen that one either. There's no- <laughs> I didn't like Chitty Chitty Bang that much but um, Mary Poppins like is Mary the Poppins, one though. I like Mary Poppins did you watch the sequel no Mary Poppins Returns no Emily Blunt no I won't watch that I'm a fan I, w- I know you are but I haven't watched it I, no, I know what it. you're saying mate <laughs> you won't, won't her is your nanny <laughs> think of that porn hub scenario <laughs> <laughs> that is really creepy <laughs> why is she available <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I don't think we can afford it Mary Poppins in the theatre though that was brilliant they had a different story for the dad Mary Poppins in the theatre yeah uh, we watched it last year were you old enough to go to the theatre to watch Mary Poppins <laughs> <laughs> go to theatres as in picture picture studios this is last year what did they call the pictures when you were younger <laughs> <laughs> back when they were showing Casablanca yeah <laughs> Jay saw Casablanca in the movies. <laughs> Mate, I will pull up some movies now and uh, yeah, some kids will be shocked at what it is. I, I had another Inst- Instagram professional message me yesterday, offering me advice. <sighs> Call out for these Instagram professionals. Do you know how old he is? How old? Well, he first he asked me how long have I been training, is it? How long have I been exercising? Longer than he's been alive. Yes. Because <laughs> I said 20 years. Is that, longer you, is that as, as long as you've been alive? He goes, longer actually. I really wish we'd have asked Miguel and Roy, and maybe we should message yeah. them. Like, do they get all these messages from podcast promoters that we get? Oh, man. Where they have like one follower yeah. <laughs> and they're saying that, oh, we love your content, but we can make content that's way better. Oh, you bollocks, you can. <laughs> Show me it. And then you look on there and they've got like two posts and they're just pictures. Mate, this kid, he se- just turned 17. I said, do you work for someone? He went, no, I work for myself. I was like, you know what? Had you worked for someone and I know you're developing yourself and you've tried, you've failed, done your own thing. In 10 years, I might work with you. <laughs> but as you've got zero experience, right? And you're a boy, right? You're a boy. You've had no experience in life. I can't, you can't even buy a fucking beer, mate. What adversity have you had? Nothing. You're a stupid child. <laughs> <laughs> because the reality is, is we sort of could do with help with promoting the podcast right um, but the people that contact no. us are really the not people the that people contact, to us. the people that promote podcasts I don't think they will. I think the only way you promote your podcast personally mate is just consistency we haven't even earned the right to be consistent yet not at 31 not at 31 131 maybe are you serious I'm telling you man 131 I, I, 131 then we may have earned the right you reckon we're still going strong at 131 yeah I do mate yeah 
My goal's a thousand. A thousand episodes? Yeah. That's a lot of back content, isn't it? Maybe a hundred. <laughs> 31. Centurion. I can't believe we got to 31. Mate, we're going to get to 131. And then we're going to start start rolling. Mate. I haven't lost my enthusiasm for Me it. Me either, mate. Look at us here still today, mate. Podcast. Yeah. What the fuck were we talking about before our boy come around? I don't know. God damn, mate. I mean, I we've still got stuff to talk about. I needed to talk to you about last week's UFC event in Pali. Okay, so we're talking about Rose. We're talking about, yeah, so let's let's start with Rose. Rose is the most interesting thing that came out of last week, right? Um, yeah, not for me personally, but no. for a lot of people. I think, what is going on with Rose? She's not, she's not performing like she used to, right? You know what? She, she fought up a weight category. She looked like a world beater before. Yeah, but she fought up a weight category. And the person she fought against... Marion, is that her name? I don't know. See, that's terrible. They don't even know her name. Was just physically so much bigger yeah. than Rose. The physicality. The physicality was a big difference. So there's no Which way... Which is weird, I think, because Andrade is really physical, right? She is. So I'm surprised that Rose had that problem because when you watch the fight with Andrade, you were like, the physicality is not really an issue. Yeah, but her. I think Andrade always fights up too heavy sometimes i don't you know think. but she's quite small this this lady wasn't small and it wasn't it wasn't like a real one-sided fight but this one was just more physical rose just couldn't get going she also broke her finger yeah that kind of been nice. i saw the picture of that that's great it's gross right trevor whitman wasn't there really yeah he wasn't there um pat barry was that then um i don't know because that's a big fight wasn't it yeah it is actually it's interesting that he wasn't there but we, i don't know why he's not there it is a, it's a distance to go, but you are, he is her coach, or is he a coach? I've got loads of questions to ask. Like, I, I'm not super comfortable with Pat Barry. Um, that's all I'll say. <laughs> Since he's going out straight away, just, I don't like it, mate. Mm. I don't like it. Look, let's just say he met her when she was 14. Mm. It's fucking weird. Also, I is, think it's very weird. Yeah. Like, also, I think it's very you know, it's weird. more weird? Why does Rose, every year, more and more like Pat Barry? I'm not going to comment on that. She does it, right? <laughs> We've already said too much. I'm like, God damn. They're like, it's like a clone now. Like a little clone. Like a mini I, me. I find that situation My mini me. But it's not really me for me to comment. And she's no. 31 now. So I, I think it's kind of irrelevant now. Yeah, that's fine now. Um, what I do want to talk about, Max Holloway. Okay. So Max Holloway looked a beast mm. against Korean Zombie, right? Yeah. But the problem that Max Holloway has... Who does he fight now? Well, he's 3-0. and oh. oh, and 3, sorry. It doesn't make sense Volkanovski. to give him Volkanovski again. But he clearly is the next best person in the category. Yeah. So what does what does Max do? Well, what he said, Max says, I think it's a no-brainer, but I'll fight whoever they put in front of me. You what, know? to fight Volk again? Yep. He says, uh, you know, clearly I'm the best, apart from him. Um, it's a no-brainer for me to fight him, but I will fight whoever they put in front of me. But I Dana, mean, if he fights Volkanovski again, I'm going to watch it. Me too. But I sort of feel like Volkanovski beats him again. I think he's got his number, isn't he? Um, but Dana's like, I don't want to see the fight. Max Holloway's today, like 31 or something, something stupid. <sighs> to fight the same person four times is a lot, isn't it? It is a lot. Um, and nothing's really changed since last time they fought. No. So I'd, I, would, I don't know. I don't know what you do with him. I don't think he should move up either. No, because he's already super slim, right? Yeah, he fought, he fought Poirier. 
Like he's when he moved up, he's that super slim. Tough, That's his natural. He's he's very natural for that weight class, isn't he? Yeah, like, he's weight. And you do, he's not going to drop down to bantam weight. No, he can't drop down. He's way too big. And I think if he moves up, that could be difficult. Yeah, so I don't know what you're doing. He's in a real bad place because if it wasn't for Alexander Volkanovsky, he would still be champ. <sighs> yeah. That's a fact. Has Volkanovsky got another fight against... Um, why am Islam. I struggling? Islam, yeah. No, I think he's fighting Taporia. Yeah. He's fighting Taporia next. Um, What's going to happen, ultimately, is Volkanovsky is going to have one of these title defences mm-hmm. and he's going to win, most likely, because he is looking very difficult to beat at yeah. the moment and then Al, um, Max Holloway is going to end up fighting the person that Volkanovski beats Yeah, and if he beats him more convincingly than Volkanovski did people are going to say yeah he should, he should get a shot he should get a shot really now shouldn't he he really should but what do you think will happen I think Volk will win so what's but he point? might not I know, but it's just running the same fight over yeah, and over. Again. Just, yeah. I mean, how many t- times can you like get the same two people to well, fight before it just becomes so? The first fight was super close, but I did think Volkanovski won because the problem is if Max Holloway wins, yeah, what do you do then? You got to rematch him. You got to <laughs> <laughs> five times. Uh, if he wins, I don't think they'll do that. I think Volkanovski would bump up to lightweight and stay there. Volkanovski is really not very big though. He's not. But he took it to his hand, didn't he? He did, yeah. And I reckon he can be very effective in that division. But when you look at the height of the guys in that division, he's a lot shorter. Yeah, he is. He's very small. Like, if anything, Max makes more sense at that weight class. He does. He just hasn't got that bulk, has he, at that weight? He hasn't got that bulk. And as you have explained before, it's not easy to put the bulk on. It's really hard. Maybe he should get someone on some of the assaying Jesus. (laughs) Name one UFC fighter that's gone up to a different weight class. They haven't looked bigger. They've looked flabbier. Yeah, but you know, Flabby I was, yeah. was going to hit you with John Jones is looking a beast at heavyweight. Yeah. Of course he is. How can you not say he is? Well, he's just got fat, hasn't he? Yeah, but he's still crushing people. Yeah. What, why are what? you looking at me like that's not true? He's fine. Of course he's crushing, but he's manhandling people still. Who? John Jones. Who's he manhandled at heavyweight? He manhandled Cyril Garn in a very impressive fashion. What, with wrestling and grappling? Yeah. As did Francis Ngannou. Oh, come on. Choking him out against the cage in the way that he did is a little bit more impressive than what Ngannou did to him. You're forgetting again. Your hatred for John Jones is clouding your judgment. (laughs) Yeah. You're like Anakin Skywalker, mate. You can't see because you you know... (laughs) It's Your judgment is so clouded. <laughs> <laughs> what a reference. <laughs> well, I started watching the new Star Wars oh, okay. uh, Ashoka. What is her head made of? I was going to say They're this. very jiggly, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched it? No, I don't really like Star Wars. So, uh, the interesting. I thought you'd be a Star I Wars I like guy. the story. I hate the execution of it. What, as in you like the books? No, as in I like the <laughs> story of Star Wars. <laughs> You're a proper nerd. <laughs> I, do, I, I, like, I like the story, it's cool, but I don't like the execution of it. <sighs> yeah, it's too culty. You know, the, the first Star Wars, the originals, obviously. Yeah, yeah, five. Oh, oh, five, what, four, five, six? I hate them, mate. You hate, hate the originals? I hate the originals. See, I think my dad loved them, and so we grew up watching them. And then we were at the right age that when one, two, and three came out, we watched them at the cinema. Oh. So they were films that we went to see at Christmas at the cinema, and that was cool. 
Um, and so I'm sort of into it, but I've not watched many of the new ones. Anyway, I was stuck for something to watch the other, other day, so I started watching Ashoka, right? And the only thing that I could decide that, <laughs> you know, why I'm trying to watch this program is there's two things that really made it hard for me to watch. One, the way the droids move. Okay. Okay. So whenever they depict the droids, they're very like yeah. clunky, right? Are they right? too smooth? They're not smooth enough. Oh. They're not smooth enough. They move like robots. But are they doing... From old-fashioned science fiction. Okay, no, this is clever. So I think but doing, when you watch a Boston Dynamics robot... No, but they're doing stop motion, aren't they? I think they're trying to veer away from the CGI and do lots of stop motion. You know, like the um, Ed 209 in Robocop, for example. Or like... Um, is it stop caption? Is that what it's called? Yeah, like Wallace Terminator. and Gromit. <laughs> no. Where you yes, lose it? Yes, yes, yes. What? Why are you yes. saying no? Yes. yes, you're right. Yeah. I so mean, they're doing Wallace and Gromit. Yeah, version. but look what I referenced: Ed Two Hundred Nine for Robocop, Terminator. You go Wallace and Gromit somehow. The closest thing to that is the wrong trousers. Same technology. <laughs> oh dear, my mate was terrible in school. There was this uh, disabled kid, and he had um, braces on his legs. And, and oh, my mate said, and the thing is, it's awful because I knew this kid. And I just goes, "Oh look, he's got the wrong trousers." And you know when. You know when someone says something, you're like, oh, "Too much." No, I, I can't stop this laughter about to come out. It was terrible, man. <laughs> like, and it's a subtle joke. So when you laugh, you're the bad guy so because stupid. he's done a joke like, that's. That's my disabled mate. That's the only one I got. Oh, mate, that's terrible, isn't it? So, anyway, so the droids move like really annoyingly. Yeah. And I'm a bit like, well, this is not realistic because she's about to fight these droids and these droids look useless. And she's got a big old jiggly head. And she's got a jiggly head. So <laughs> I'm watching this being like, why is it that we already have robots that can move better than this? And I'm watching science fiction where the robots are terrible. Like, why are the droids not better? Why do they not move more smoothly? I like it. Which bugs me. I like the special effects. The thing. other thing that bugs me is there's two characters in it that have both got jiggly heads, yeah. right? I find the jiggly heads really distracting because so I thought the same as you. I was like, what are they? They're so jiggly. How are they? Like water balloons. I almost would rather watch a documentary about how they make the headdress yeah. than I would actually watch a program. And there is this green character in it that's like a general. She's a jiggly head type person. And all I could think is she looks like the guy out of Little Nicky when he has <laughs> boobs put on his head. Do you remember that film? Yeah, I do, but oh my God, mate, I haven't seen that in a long time. <laughs> a real, real wobbly head. It's too wobbly, isn't it? They should make it more static. I was like, I don't know why they've made all the characters with these wobbly heads. It's like really like distracting. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's oh. too, too many wobbly head characters. I mean, apart from that, is it any good? That's all right. Yeah, all right. I'm not that into it. No. Yeah, I won't watch it. Kind of like Mandalorian. I didn't watch that either. But I don't recommend things to you expecting you to watch them. So. No, because they're mostly musicals. No, they're not mostly you musicals. you watch Annie? I wanted you to watch The Island. Oh, yeah, The Island. Which you never watched. No. That is good. Yeah. And I wanted to watch Hunger Games. Okay. Which you never watched. No. And that is good. Okay. Neither of those are musicals. Okay, but I did watch um, that, you know, movie. Remember the Titans. And you liked it. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so this is what I mean. Okay. It's really good. I think, you know, sometimes giving you advice that you should I'm follow. very skeptical hippo eyes though, because you do obviously recommend things like Pitch Perfect or, or what's the other one? What's that cheerleader movie? Did I recommend a cheerleader movie? Probably. 
No, I don't think so. Clueless? Did I've you remember Clueless? Clueless. Legally it. Blonde. Yeah, see, you're now... I'm thinking of chick flicks. Yeah, you're now thinking of movies that you clearly like. I'm a Miss Congeniality guy. <laughs> you like Miss Congeniality? No. Sandra Bullock, mate. If Sandra Bullock's in a movie, I'm probably going to watch really? it. Really? I like Sandra Bullock. I thought she was good in two weeks' notice. <laughs> <laughs> you picked such a chick flick. <laughs> two weeks' notice is great, mate. Two weeks' notice is really good. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I like it too. <laughs> <laughs> have, a, have a bounce. <laughs> it's very good. All right, so anyway, right. we had, um just before we finish off, we had um uh, Cyril Garn fought, didn't he? Did he? Sergei, Not interested. He fought Sergei Spivak. Don't care. Beat him. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, Indifferent, man. Can we talk about um, Benoit Saint-Denis? If you want. A Frenchman. If you want. Former Special Forces. Fights to the death every fight just has zero concern of anything and he's undefeated currently at lightweight all right i think he might be a dark horse of the division mate at lightweight yeah benoit saint denis you've got to be an absolute beast you do. through the lightweight division like he's amazing mate just watch his fights he just throws it all out there i know but all of those lightweight guys are absolute savages yeah they're pretty good like something about being a lightweight mma fighter it's just are we going to do our top 10 Full of, beasts. of our, our wanted list? A wanted list? BTA's most wanted. <laughs> Not BTA's most wanted. No? What, is in the bad guys of jiu-jitsu? Yeah, or combat sports. <laughs> bad guys of combat sports? Yeah. <laughs> Erbos Santos, number one. Let's put him number one. Yeah, allegedly, that is terrible. Yeah. Allegedly, allegedly yeah. he has robbery and um, sexual assault charges. And uh, they none want of to that say what they are. is funny. No, we can't even okay. make a joke out of that, guys. We can't make a joke out of that. There's nothing funny about sexual assault, so stop doing it if you're doing it. The that is a mess. So anybody that didn't see the news article, yeah, he was arrested, which is um, you know, it's a shame because he is a talent. Yeah, you know, but just a terrible dude. Clearly, um, what I find interesting about him is when I watched the Bouchesha documentary, or was it the? It might be the Leandro Lowe Triple Crown documentary, yeah. which was really good. It was talking about. Um, in that, it talks about the relationship between Leandro Lowe and Bouchesha. And there is a point in that where Leandro Lowe is injured and he um, gives a pass to Bouchesha okay. in one of the rounds of like the Worlds or something yeah, yeah. like that. And the person Bouchesha has to fight is Herbal Santos. Oh, really? And what is said in the documentary is that he is the type of person that will hurt you if you go in there injured. Really? You know, like, he clearly, of all the competitors, he is the guy that's Just a, a bit like bloke. the boogeyman in terms of, like, you don't want to take that fight, you know, and so go he'll in there. Because he'll, he'll hurt you. Yeah, oh. he'll hurt you. So I already knew that he was, like, a sort of clearly a very complex yeah. character. But, yeah, that is a bit of a mess. So he's definitely number one. Yeah. Worse than John Jones, maybe. Yeah, probably. Because <laughs> you've got to think about John Jones, have you? He's not the best bloke, is he? Mate? You were going to put him as number two, weren't you? No, actually. No? I might put... Okay, so this is why I want to talk about it, because we put up a picture, and he's got a tattoo of an AK-47 <laughs> across his chest, right? An AK-47 across your chest is a bold tattoo statement, yes. isn't it? It's a very... It's the rifle of terrorists, isn't it? And I guess that I'm going to ask you about this, but I'm presuming the reason is is because an AK-47 is a very 
effective rifle and they're very cheap to make, right? It's robust. It's, it's, it, it's very resilient. Yeah. Not the best rifle to use, but it's a very robust rifle. And they're easy to produce in terms of they're cheap. Well, they're Russian, aren't they? Yeah. It's got a hell of a kick on them. Use larger rounds. But, so he's got a tattoo of this, this AK-47. Yeah. Greg Hardy. You know Greg Hardy? No. Became a UFC fighter, but was a professional American football player. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's been beaten by pretty much everyone decent in the heavyweight division. Uh, keeps missing weight as the heavyweight, <laughs> so which is kind of weird. He's missing weight as he's a heavyweight? missing weight. You so how heavy is it if he's I missing weight I think he can weigh 265 pounds. Fuck, so he's big. He come, and he can shed weight. He just yeah. comes in heavy. Why do they have an upper limit? I don't know. know. But a commission thing, they yeah, have to probably. I'm not sure. Um, but Greg Hardy has also had very serious, I don't know, I think charges, not even allegations, charges of domestic abuse, but chucked his partner onto a pile of guns. That was one of the charges. You know this. You're yeah. not like making this No, up. which is because I was like... Because if you could talk about someone's charges, you've got to get them right. That's you know so this, mad, you? right? Chucked his partner into a pile of guns. That's weird, right? Yeah, that's a weird thing to do because what if your partner turns around and shoots you? I don't know. It's just weird. Where do you get a pile of guns from? Why? Who? Who has a pile of guns in like the corner? Like I don't know, man. So and how big does? How many guns do you reckon that has to be for you to define it as a pile? At least ten. Yeah, I was gonna say. You're, I'm thinking a lot. Like I'm envisioning like quite a mounded the, pile. You know, when um, Aladdin goes into the cave. <laughs> do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and there's yeah, yeah. piles of gold. Jewels. Yeah. This is the type of piles that I'm imagining. But a pile of guns. Do you reckon a pile could be like maybe four? Yeah, maybe. Because then you've got maybe a hang, a sidearm, and a rifle would be a standard, right? I and think then, he had loads of rifles. You know, just weird. But what it, I mean is, if someone said to you, I've got four guns, as an Englishman, that sounds like a lot. But then when you think about it, you're like, maybe they've got a shotgun, a pistol, a sports rifle, yeah. or whatever, and a hunting rifle. Actually, it's not that many. Yeah. Like, because they're functionally very different. But they are, so that would constitute a pile, right? Well, they are Americans, and you know, they love an assault rifle for no reason. <laughs> That's up to them, mate. Yeah, it's up to them. But who needs an assault rifle? I don't know, man. I'll tell you who. The military. <laughs> fighting a war. I don't know, mate. You don't need it for hunting. I, if I lived in America, mate, I'd have a gun. I would have a That's gun That's all too, I know for sure. I'd contribute towards the gun. Would you have an assault rifle? Yes. <laughs> That's interesting. Because <laughs> everyone else does. <laughs> and it's hard to hit stuff with a pistol, right? Mate, I wouldn't be using a pistol. You'd be useless with a pistol, right? A pistol's a sidearm. You're right. Why? Why? So, when you say pistols are sidearm, what does that mean? Well, it means my primary weapon is a rifle. So, let's say that you are clearing this house, mm -hmm. right? Rifle. So, you're clearing Casa de Swanston, the <laughs> yeah. Mojo Dojo Casa Swanston. Yep. Okay. Yep. You're going to use your rifle the whole time. You never pull the sidearm. Nope. Because I'd assume that your sidearm would be close quarters, right? Um, a better close quarters weapon would be a, a shotgun and in our section there'll be a man with a shotgun right especially if we're doing urban warfare but that's wicked there's somebody <laughs> the guy with the shotgun yeah the guy with the bad shot <laughs> well, you can hit it don't as need to be that accurate you're literally pointing the right facing the right direction yeah. but my rip. sidearm is going to get used if I haven't got time to reload but I need to stay in the firefight 
Okay, so you're coming into this house, you're never leading with your pistol. Never. But is the barrel length of your rifle not an issue? No. Not making it sort of, I don't know, too close when you go, if you want to check your utility room. Well, okay, you know think I mean? about it's this. It's a very Where, small space. How would you hold a pistol at me, Chris? Do it right now. How would I hold a pistol like this? You hold it like this, would you? <laughs> On a side like a gangster. I would do it like a gangster, yeah. I would do right. side, high, <laughs> aiming down. That's how I'm going to show you that in me business. So do you know how I would do it? Cool. I would do it hand solo, mate. You, you wouldn't even see from it. From the hip. Under the table. <laughs> so you hold a pistol out in front of you, right? You hold it out in front. Yeah, That's but you're close you... to you. Sorry? You hold it quite close, right? Not when you fire. Yeah, but it's when relatively it, close, close to like your... rifle. You yeah. hold it here, right? Yeah, okay. Pistol's held here as well, so it's not much difference. Not much. When you hold a rifle, your arms are in close. You hold the rifle tight, but the rifle barrel's here. When you hold a pistol, you know, the pistol's there as well. Uh, so you're saying the barrel is in essentially the same place? The same place. Yeah. So you, you, you know... I would use it only as a secondary, which is why it is. But you got to hold it with two hands for the rifle, right? You got to hold a pistol with two rifle, uh, hands, really. So what happens when you open a door? Well, you got that's why you work in teams. You don't someone open else. A door. Yeah, but what if you're on your own? Oh. What if? Okay, me and you now. Yeah. Let's say we're in America. Yeah. Okay. Right. I'll put you in the mindset. You're in America. America. You're in America. Yeah. We're in America. Me and you. Yeah. We got to clear this house. We think there's an intruder. Yeah. Okay, we call 911, but who knows how long they're going to take yep. to arrive. And it's our property, so we're going to yep. protect it, right? Herc's not here. It's just me and you. Yeah, I'm useless. Okay. Because I can't <laughs> handle a gun without sweating. <laughs> All right? Okay. I never done my... I'm visiting you from the UK and okay. guns is not my thing. And you, yeah. you pass it to me and I drop it or hold it backwards or oh, something. Right? So you're like, okay, it's just me. All right? I'm waiting here watching the back door with like a shovel. It's more my style and you are going to clear the house yeah you get to a door you've got your choice of your sidearm or your rifle you've have got, got to open all the doors in your house is it slung have i got my weapon sling i don't know what you uh, okay <laughs> you're talking to the wrong guy what's the weapon sling sorry when you you sling it around your shoulder oh what like a strap yeah yeah, imagine you've got a strap. Then I'm fine. Maybe you've got one of those bullet things, straps, you know. Well, I don't need that with a rifle. That's for a machine gun. Yeah, That's just for show. I, yeah, but you put it on because you want to look badass. Yeah, okay, cool. That's fine. Okay, so so what are you going to do? Well, slung then. That's fine. You come to the kitchen door. You've got to open the door. You well, hold hand. your hand on the trigger. On the on the rifle? Yeah. Yeah, because it's still slung. And then you use the other hand to open the door? So generally, your slung weapon, what we use, there's a clip. So it can be close to you when you're just doing standard patrols. So you unclip it when you go into combat. Right. So it's going to be unclipped, but it's still slung. So I can hold it with one hand, I can still open the door and go through. But it's still on that weapon trigger, but I still need two, two hands to use it. But if I'm clearing a building, I need a team. As someone that's watched a lot you of don't, movies... You don't clear a building by yourself, ever. As someone that's watching a lot of movies... I go into this situation, I get to the kitchen door, I'm sidearm. No. I'm using my left hand to open the door, my right hand is on my pistol, which I can fire one-handed, advantage over a rifle, right? If someone's immediately mm. behind the door waiting with like a knife, then I feel like I've got a better chance, have I not? Then if I'm trying to you raise a rifle. Not, you are not clearing that house by yourself. Yeah, but what if I have to? What if it's my premises and I'm in gonna clear it there's two of us I'm teaching how to use a weapon in five minutes <laughs> yeah but what if you're on your own we cover arcs okay, well, okay I think you I think you need your sidearm for this no, mate, you're still using a rifle be better wouldn't it no it's much more effective to use a rifle 
I'm always using that rifle. Even if you're seriously close. Yeah. What I'm if someone's the other side of the door with a knife? Then you're fucked, aren't you? What do you do? Not if I've got my pistol. How do you think that's different? Because I've I've got a hand that's going to take a defensive injury. <laughs> but I don't need this hand to fire the pistol. If you see someone behind that, this door here. <laughs> Oscar Pistoria straight through the door. <laughs> that's brilliant I'm going to open the door with my left hand okay someone's going to come at me with a knife but I've got a pistol which in my mind is much quicker for me then to get into a firing position because it's kind of cumbersome right to aim with the rifle with one hand I'd be so much more comfortable with a rifle and that's the right choice no, I'd have a revolver, mate. You'd have a Old magnum, school mate. revolver, like... A dirty Harry over there. Yeah, like, well, not as big as that one. I'm, I'm thinking a revolver, like... Um, the one in Batman. <laughs> Batman, what <laughs> way was that? He shoots the plane. No, I'm thinking, like, a revolver, like... Uh, what's his name has in uh, Lethal Weapon? Um, Murtoff. Murtoff. The little snub nose Is it Murtoff or Murtoff? Murtoff, Murtoff. I think it's Murtoff. I would have a revolver like he's got. So I haven't got a lot of shots, but... You know, and if I need to, the first thing I'm gonna do, the guy comes through with the knife held high. I'm gonna smack him in the face with the rifle, with the with the um, the with revolver, the mate, which is gonna be heavy. Yeah. You know, because I'm gonna have bought it from now, Boris you, the Blade. Heavy is <laughs> 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 reliable. Heavy is good. Heavy is good. Now it is interesting. Would you whack someone with the barrel of the gun, or would you whack them with the no the handle? Okay. Yeah, I'm going to swing it and... You should whack him with the barrel. Fist. With the barrel? Yeah. Hit him with the barrel? Yeah. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah. Oh. Jam that barrel into the what, head. What, jab it? Yeah, mate. <laughs> so you're going spit. That's well good, mate. I'm going like backhand, but maybe because I've seen too many movies. Yeah, I think you should go with the barrel because you can still point it and you can hit him with it. That that gun should always be pointing I'm going to go, this is shoot. barter. <laughs> Teep. Bang. Teep. <laughs> Straight into the chest. You're going to combine lots of cultures. You're going to go Greek for the Sparta. Shoot through the door. South African. Oscar Pistorius. <laughs> but you know very well that I'm a frying pan guy. <laughs> like a Rapunzel. <laughs> yeah, Rapunzel. So I'm going to come through. They're going to come up with a knife. I'm going to hit them with a frying pan. Yeah. I've got my second frying pan on my head. Because yeah. <laughs> I put the other one on my head, right? So it doubles as your helmet. a visual warning of that I'm a lunatic right okay and I have it for throwing right yeah. so if they run I'm gonna Thor's hammer yeah. that f- saucepan not frying pan sorry saucepan bang job done yeah um, guys <laughs> I think what you can learn <laughs> home from invasion this, number one yeah is you need to operate in, in pairs we'd have to be pairs yeah. so I'd open the door and you've got the rifle exactly but you'd also have the gun as well so two guns so you'd open the door I would veer to the left. You'd go to the right immediately. So we cover our arcs straight away. Yeah. So as soon as you open that door, that person who gets you there, I've gone this way. I cover that side. As I'm arcing, you've covered that arc straight away. And you've given me the shotgun because I'm unreliable. Yeah, you're probably going to shoot. King of carnage, you're, that's King me. Of, you're going to blast that person in half, mate. <laughs> Just like the yeah, that. <laughs> blast that person in half. But you know what, mate? I'm pretty rusty with the gun, I reckon, now. Two shotguns. So, so good luck to us both. <laughs> It's been a while, mate. Me and you are just going to be locked, stuck in smoky barrels. The other day I was thinking, man, can I still strip a rifle? I don't know if I can, mate. <laughs> I'm sure you'd pick it up if you needed to. God damn, man. I think I'm so rusty. Is it not like riding a bike? I don't think so. 
You must have done it a thousand times. Yeah, a thousand times, mate. A thousand times. I'd be interested to know if you could do that. I could do it in the dark. But if we ever go out to a state, the States, that's what we should do. We should see if you can still do it. Yeah, but you need to give me the rifles that I'm used to using. Give me this rifle. Go I can't shoot the down. States and go shooting. All right, Miguel. <laughs> if you're listening, when we come visit you, can you please take us to a gun range? Yeah. And can you tell us how many guns you've got? Yeah. Is it enough to constitute a pile? My God, I've been listening to his um, podcast with uh, Gordon Ryan. Yeah, that's cool. That's, do you know what's cool about it? Is that it's not someone that's a stranger to Gordon Ryan, someone that knows him very personally. So what they talk about is much more personable. Yeah, my favourite interview that I've heard with Gordon Ryan. 100%, because he said he's only done Lex Friedman, Joe Rogan, yeah. and now Miguel. But that one... And comes, I think I've heard them all. Yeah. I think, in my opinion, this one comes across the best. And this is a really good time, I think, to have Gordon on, because Gordon's obviously sort of not really been that active in the sport as a competitor yeah. for like the like recent few yeah. months, right? Um, so it's an interesting time to have him on, I think. And yeah, I thought it was really good. Like, I thought it was really interesting. This year is really good. I've really enjoyed it. He's an interesting character. Though, I mean, the rage of smashing stuff is quite funny. That really cracked me. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't heard that, have a little listen. You'll get an idea for um, Gordon's level of technology. <laughs> yeah. For someone that's so good at Instagram, clearly technology is an issue for him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Right, we got to wrap it up, mate. God damn. So okay, how mate. long we got? An hour and 30. Two. An hour and 30. Okay, we've got to wrap it up because you need to train me on being part of a fire team. Yep. Because <laughs> clearly there's some training needed Chris just there. wants to whip people in the face with a pistol. <laughs> obsessed with the pistol. Yeah, mate. I'm, I'm a pistol guy. I don't know why, mate. You fired a pistol? Uh, yes, it's hard work. Okay. Why would you use one then? Because it's so small a space. Have you fired a rifle? Yes. What do you prefer? Uh, if I'm trying to hit a target, it's easier with a rifle. Okay. Like, than it is with a pistol. I found the revolver we fired easier to fire than the Glock we fired. Okay. Interestingly. That's interesting, yeah. Because of the weighting and the way that the kickback works, it just felt a little bit more... Like, it felt like the Glock bounced around a lot more. Well, that's because the, um, the top, the head cocks backwards yes so the whole thing cocks back whereas with the revolver there's no cocking mechanism apart from the rotation so it doesn't go backwards yeah and I like the mechanical heavy metal feeling of the revolver you are like Boris the Blade <laughs> yeah <laughs> trying to be that wow <laughs> where he buys that revolver from Boris the Blade is so good <laughs> and he's like leaning out the window and he's praising <laughs> that would be me like face screwed up <laughs> In <laughs> anticipation of the shot. The old dad, you threw it at him. It's like dodgy fucking Russian. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Russian. He tries to talk to him about it and Boris just grabs him by the balls and drops him. <laughs> Comes out with that machine you know, gun. <laughs> what amazing movie. Man. Boris is so good in that movie, isn't it? <laughs> when he comes out the car, doesn't he? He comes out the car and he's got, he's got the, the, the hood on, isn't he? He can't see anything. He's going to run over. That is such a good movie. It's brilliant, isn't it? It's very good. <laughs> right, right guys, so we've got to wrap it up. Um, you can find us on Meta. Better than average pod. Spread the Instagram around. I want to. I'd like to see some mentions. Yeah, please, guys. Um, you know, that really helps. And you've gone. You've gone you know, slack on the mentions. <laughs> gone slack on the mentions. Yeah. So tag Cousy's us. On a, gone on holidays. Promised us a mention good. from a from a nice place. Tag us on the stories. 
tag us and whatever we'll let share let us know out. where you're listening yeah let us know where you're listening that'll be good if you've got anything we, you want us to discuss we will review it and potentially DM discuss us. it yeah yeah, but, DMs. You know, when I'm finished work, I'll check the DMs. Perfect. <laughs> I, I might check them now. Who knows? Get notifications coming through all day long. Oh, and yeah, one more thing. Give us a five star review. Always. I mean, God, how many reviews? Five star reviews. It's not enough. I'm telling you that right now. We're hungry for more five star reviews. Yeah. So you got to do more of that. All right. I need a shower. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that. That I got because it's hot. <laughs> right. Over and out. out.